Welcome to Peers Like Me. Peers Like Me is a regularly updated podcast developed to increase everybody's understanding of the effects of people who have behavioral health issues on our families, neighbors, and communities. Peers Like Me is designed to increase understanding and knowledge for people in our community from a peer, people with lived experiences, perspective, which will result in an improved community inclusion. Our hope is that by sharing our knowledge and experiences with the issues, our community will gain better understanding and acceptance, resulting in an improved quality of life for everyone. In mid-September, our host, Mara Kelly, attended the New York Association on Psychiatric Rehabilitation Services, Inc., or NIAPR's 40th Annual Conference, A New Alliance, It Takes a Community, at the Villa Roma Resort and Conference Center in Calicoon, New York. She spoke to Amelia Sutton, a peer from Astoria in Queens and a student at City University of New York. Hello, this is Mara Kelly with Pods Like Me, in the Catskill Mountains this fall day with a wonderful person in front of me, Amelia Sutton from Astoria, Queens. And she would like to talk to us about her experience in recovery and peer support. This is Maura Kelly with Peers Like Me. Uh, we are here in the Casco Mountains, and I'm talking and have the unique pleasure to have a guest named Amelia Sutton, all the way from Astoria, Queens, New York, and she's going to talk about recovery and peer support. Hi, Amelia. How you doing? Hello. Good morning, Mara. Yeah. Good morning. So you're a student at the City of University of New York uh, in professional studies, School for Professional Studies. Yeah. What's, that, what's that all about? Uh, so CUNY is uh, pretty well known. They have a very good reputation for working with students with disabilities. So um, I was able to get into the college to study psychopathology. Um, and uh, so right now I'm a, a mental health advocate um, and uh, yeah, so. All right. So somewhere along the line, you got introduced to peer services. So it's, I, you were telling me how like you were in treatment, like uh, diabetical, uh, cognitive DBT, DBT. Yeah, the mindfulness and grounding uh, due to trauma issues, that they're good with that, that that kind of therapy, but you needed more, you wanted more. So yes. what, what, how'd that happen? What, so, so I just felt like maybe the clinical setting was a little too uh, systemic and I, I felt like you know, I was being graded on my recovery and it didn't really feel authentic to me. Mm -hmm. I felt that I had to live up to the expectations of what was due the, this week and what's going to be due next week. And uh, it's great to have homework, but I also needed support. So um, like the people thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I needed I needed the peer support movement in my life. Yeah. 
I know when I'm in therapy in the clinics, there isn't much interaction with the other people in there, the other, like my other peers in the group. Did you find that too? Yeah, and I feel like a lot of people are scared of hospitalization. Yeah, so, and so you sought more help in a different way. Yes, so my, uh, my therapist uh, recommended that I go to Access VR. Okay, which is... A, a federal and state program that helps people with disabilities get re uh, engaged in the community and have survive survive uh, skills that will increase quality of life through employment. And yes. So, so Access VR referred you to Howie the Harp, which started a long time ago. Yes. The harp. So basically, Howie is this man who was known, uh, like I think it was in the 80s, um, and he played uh, uh, harmonica, yeah. I think it was. So he was like a very musical man. And Howie the Harp is very famous, and you anyone can Google his name and find out his story. legacy. Yeah. Yeah, he, he has a very profound story and a very controversial story. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, so you got involved in there. Yeah. And that and were you in a group there or? Um so the instructor saw that I was struggling. I was a little anxious. Um and so she referred me to the Academy of Peer Services. Um and the Academy of Peer Services let me know that uh, it's possible that I can use my lived experience as someone with a severe mental health diagnosis. Um, to get paid. Yeah. To, to work. To, yeah. So, so in this book called, like, Finding Your Best Self, they talk about trauma survivors and how it really helps to give back. It helps our own recovery. Do you find that? Like... I've never heard of this book. Okay. Yeah. But do you believe that? Do you believe that because of what you went through, you are better, you're like an expert in helping others because of you, of your experience that these clinicians do not have? Do you feel that? Yeah. yeah I feel that the peer support movement is so powerful because, um, you know, a, a, a psychotherapist or a psychiatrist, they can give us the things that we need, like medication and reports, like progress reports. Mm -hmm. They can measure our, our illness, but they don't really fulfill our inner needs. Uh, you know, they don't, they don't necessarily make us feel like, uh, like we are are doing well for ourselves like accomplished for in terms of like self-esteem or mm -hmm. something like that whereas in a peer setting um we uh like for example clubhouses and uh support groups like fountain house or the national alliance on mental illness where um excuse me individuals um are basically being making themselves vulnerable and um, sort of exposing their wounds to everyone else and there's this uh, 
there, there are many rules in every, every agency um, where, you know, confidentiality is respected, but it's just this unwritten rule where peers respect each other and uh, also a written rule that we don't judge each other, we're there to support each other in each other's recovery and we don't give answers or we only give feedback, we don't tell people like, oh, well, that's a bad idea. Um, it's like a learning on your own, growing on your own, deciding for yourself with support. You know, like I've been there, I know what you're going through, whatever you're going through, you are self-sufficient, you can get through it. I know I've done it for myself. You're gonna, you're capable of doing it too. Wow. And it's self-esteem, that's, that's boosting someone's self-esteem. It's very empowering to, you know, to have that energy with someone. And does it boost your self-esteem? Always. Yeah. Is it like night and day from before peer services to now with peer services and being a peer? Is it, yeah. I don't, you know, even though I would love to someday become like a psychologist, mm -hmm. I don't think that I would really um, feel genuine or authentic if I wasn't in the peer support movement because my own personal mental health recovery really depended on peer support. Um, like for example, um, when I attended my first Alcoholics Anonymous meeting, um, I almost died by alcohol consumption. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It was a substance that I relied on before peer support and, um, you know, for many reasons why people uh, use substances or misuse them and then end up depending on it or it just naturally becomes a part of our routine um, because I didn't have the coping skills, mm -hmm. you know, so I'm, I'm not going to shun uh, dialectical behavioral therapy mm -hmm. right. or cognitive therapy or anything like right. that. Um, uh, the, it, it just... You needed more. Yeah, I yeah. needed those skills. And then when I began attending uh, the Alcoholics Anonymous, I realized that this was uh, just me naturally realizing that I was uh, doing what what would probably be considered like an intensive outpatient. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, because I was doing the therapy, I was doing the peer support, I was doing support groups, and then I was also in Alcoholics Anonymous, like listening to stories, having support, like, oh, if, if you feel like drinking tonight, text me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I sort of came to that conclusion where my body just really couldn't handle alcohol anymore. Mm -hmm. I had to, I ended that relationship. It was just a very toxic relationship that I had to end. And so how are you today? What, where, like, how is your life today in compared to what you just said you went through? Um, so here I am now at the New York Association for Psychiatric Rehabilitation. Mm -hmm. And um, I will be discussing um, my, my, my workshop, which is uh, mental health recovery for survivors of suicide. Mm -hmm. Yeah, me too. 
Yeah. Awesome. So, yeah. So I could relate to your story, and I felt we reciprocity, we, 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 we reciprocal support. Yeah, I'm go. I'm doing the same stuff you are. So, uh, but I'm not drinking, and I haven't drank in a while. But thank you. You give me hope, and it seems like you're really working because you want to live. Like it seems like you're doing all this stuff. You're getting the tools needed to really master life one day at a time. It seems like. Yeah. So, well, thank you, Amelia. If you anyone so has any questions or wants to reach out to you, is that okay? Sure, um, and also if it's possible, um, if I can end the session with the vi visualization. Yes, that'd be great. So, so. I, I would like to imagine that um, mental health recovery is a process where uh, one is a little caterpillar, vulnerable to the external environment of these massive trees and tall grass and birds flying around. But here you are, you just keep going, and you're going. And you're munching on a beautiful flower. And oh, it's time to go into your cocoon. And at just the right time, when you take it day by day, you'll blossom into a beautiful butterfly and fly wherever you want to go. Wow, that's, that's beautiful. Thanks. Thank you, and that's the journey of recovery. That's great, thank you. When you're in the cocoon, do you feel safe? Um, well, you can make a literal cocoon. Yes. Which is like take all of your favorite blankets yes. and just wrap yourself around. Right, <laughs> that's great. And then we're from, I'm from Buffalo, and Canada, right across the border, has a beautiful butterfly conservatory. Wow. So if you're ever in Buffalo, I'd love to take you out there. So uh, I'd, I'd love to um, give you a tour of uh, the botanical gardens in Canada if you're willing to do that. So, um, but anyway, so that's out there. So come to Buffalo and we can, uh, you can experience the butterfly. Thing. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah, thank yeah. you, Mara. Okay. All right, Amelia, thank you very much. Uh, thank you. It's been a pleasure to talk to you and meet with you, and um, have a nice day. Thank you. You've been listening to Peers Like Me, a podcast that explores issues related to behavioral health, sponsored by Western New York Independent Living, Inc., with the assistance of the Niagara Frontier Radio Reading Service. Today, our guest has been Amelia Sutton, a peer from Astoria in Queens and a student at City University of New York. Our host has been Maura Kelly. <laughs>